Whoops, that would have not been good. Well, good morning. Like Hannah said, I am Mackenzie, and I am Pastor Stephen and Tiffany's daughter, and they are currently in Ohio serving or preaching at a church in um, of a gentleman that actually came here. Um, I feel like he moved like almost five years ago, something like that, a long time ago, but he started a church back in Ohio, so they're preaching a message there, and we miss them. And I just want to start off by saying, we are so honored to have pastors like them. I am their daughter, so I get to see a lot of things. Not only am I their daughter, but they're also my boss, and my mom is my friend, and they're my pastors, and they're my mom and dad. And through and through, I can tell you that they are true and that they are good people. And so I am honored to live and to be underneath of them. Um, the reason why I left Rashid up here is because going to open up my notes because I wanted to open up a little bit softer. I'm going to read a scripture from 3 John. And in this scripture, it's more of a letter that is written by John to a group of people and to a gentleman who was in the ministry, kind of like more of like a love letter, like checking up on you. So it's not really like, it's not direction. And yeah, it's kind of direction, but it's not really like like bull, I don't know. You just have to read it. Okay, Third John, number one. Chase, put it up for me. Got it? Okay, we're going to go in the ESV. Cool. This is a letter from John, the elder. This is the NLT. Do you have the ESV? Sorry. I changed it on Carson. He doesn't have the ESV. Okay. I am going to read it in the ESV on mine. Okay. Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So what John is doing in this moment is it that he's telling Gaius, the guy who's in ministry, that he hopes that his soul is as good as his flesh. But what John is defining in this scripture is that there can be a condition of your soul. And Pastor Tiffany did a beautiful job at addressing last week about your soul and your flesh and the spirit and how your soul stands in the middle between your flesh and your spirit and every day all day long it is your decision to turn towards the flesh or to the spirit so as you continue down in this scripture you see where John starts to define some sin that could be a potential influence in Gaius's ministry. So first he asks him, how's your soul? And then he says, so I realize your soul can have some temptation. So I hope that you're doing good despite the temptation. So as you continue down in the scripture and verse 11, Chase, do you have it now? No. Okay. Dear friend, don't let the bad example influence you follow only what is good 
Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children, and those who do evil do not know him. So literally what John is stating in this scripture is that when you are in sin, this is going to be tough, I'm sorry, y'all. When you are in sin, you do not know him. So our prayer for our staff with this series is that we care about your mind, will, and emotions and that they are healthy. We know that there are things in this world that are influencing you and that on a daily basis, you are choosing to turn your mind, will, and emotions towards your flesh or towards the spirit. So we're going to take 30 seconds here. We come to church to check a box a lot of times. And we come to church and we hear a message and we think, oh, I know exactly who this message is for. But I have a revelation for you. This message is for you, not for somebody else. So we're going to take 30 seconds and I'm going to ask you a question and it's going to get real quiet in here. Because the first step to recovery, the first step to dealing with your mind, will, and emotions is recognizing that there is an issue. Because there is an issue without him. So in these 30 seconds, I want you to take a second and think, how is my soul? Are you consumed with sin and gossip and drama? Are you consumed with sickness? Are you distracted by the world, the social media, the things that are going on? That is the condition of your soul. So I want you to take 30 seconds. Rashid is going to play a little louder. And as you define what the status is of your soul, I promise you I have a solution and it's going to get good and you're going to feel freedom. But the first step to freedom is realizing that you aren't good enough. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to let the clock run for 30 seconds and I want you to take a second and for the first time, Maybe in a in a while, think about yourself, but not think about yourself within the eyes of yourself, but think about what is the status of my soul? What do you need for God to do in your life? Here we go. 30 seconds is starting now. up me that was a heavy moment but I'm here to tell you that I have the answer what if I told you that change dealing with addiction living with a healed body could be effortless 
What if telling your flesh no and not giving in to the world or sin could be easy? You probably think I'm trying to sell you on a get get rich quick scheme. But you want to know what? The things of God are too good to be true. And he can make dealing with your flesh effortless. I'm going to pray for this message as I jump into it. Because I'm going to teach you a message on photosynthesis. The natural process that has already been created for plants to grow. There is a natural process that starts in you immediately when you accept the Heavenly Father. Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you that you give me the strength and the words to teach this message. I ask that you give these these people ears to hear and eyes to see so that they can recognize that dealing with their flesh and the things of this world is easy and effortless, but it is only done through you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Everybody say, Rashid. Everybody say, Rashid, you are awesome. He always sets the mood. It makes me feel so much better. So, um, how many of you have a garden right now? Anybody have a garden? Josh, raise your hand really high. We all know that Josh has a really nice garden. (laughs) Anyways, okay, how many of you guys have been to Lowe's on a Saturday recently? Anybody been? Anybody feel like it's a race to get your mulch? I feel like I'm literally like running at full speed ahead trying to make sure that I get all the mulch that I need. Last week, or maybe two weeks ago, no, when was your birthday, Tommy? Last week. Okay, Tommy's birthday was last week. Anyways, on Tommy's birthday, I made him work, and uh, we went and got mulch from Lowe's, and it was me, Caleb, and Cedar, and we were literally running because we saw 50 people coming out with stacks of mulch. By the time I got there, it was all gone. So a couple, I guess it would have been last year, um, I started... Well, actually, I got introduced to it by Josh. So if you have any questions about what this is, you can ask Josh. He's not going to do your garden for you, but you can ask him a question and he'll probably answer it. There's this video on YouTube called Back to the Garden of Eden, correct? That's how I said it. Okay. Me and Tommy watched it. And it's the process that they use is called forestation. And it's literally recognizing that there is a natural process for plants to grow. And that you don't really have to work that hard to make them grow. You know, there's some plants that you can notice that they grow really well and other plants that don't really grow that well. Well, when you go to Josh's house, all of his plants grow really well. And he has this huge garden. We all want to be like that. I'm not quite there yet. But um, anyways... So, and this natural process is kind of relates or it does relate to the spiritual process. And so I started wondering if Christ died on the cross and dealt with the flesh and dealt with sin and dealt with sickness and disease, why do people go into the presence of God and we find them begging? Dear God, I just want to say no to this flesh. Please take this addiction away. And it's kind of like how we get with our plants. 
We get all worked up. We try to water them some more, and we try to, like, move them from one pot to the next. And we really don't trust the process. Well, I'm going to teach you today a little science lesson on photosynthesis. Everybody say photosynthesis. Okay, so Carson or Chase, my bad. Can you put up the picture of photosynthesis without the words? Yes? Yes. Perfect. It's a great picture. I drew it myself. Just joking. I didn't. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Who can tell me some of the system for photosynthesis? Anybody know one of them? You can just blurt them out. Go, go, go. Sun. So light. Okay, someone tell me another one. Come on, guys. Did you guys not go to third grade? What, what was that? Water. Okay, can anyone name another one? What? Soil. Yes. Carbon dioxide. Crushed it. One more. There's one more. One more. Anybody know? It starts with a C. No. It's something we all like. We like to eat them. A lot of them. <laughs> Carbohydrates, guys. The carbs. The carbs. Okay, Chase, put up the picture with the, um, the words. The words. Yes. Oh, by the way, online, we're so glad you're here. We love you, and we love our e-family, and we have pastors that are on there waiting to communicate with you, so stay engaged. They're telling me what you're saying afterwards, I promise. Okay, so I am going to take this and I am going to teach you there is a natural process to how plants grow and there is a natural process for how your soul grows. Because here's the thing. Your spirit man, so you sometimes you like hear counselors, they'll like, or even people in general, like, How's your spirituality? Well, I just have a revelation for you. Pastor Tiffany already taught that your spirit doesn't change. Your spirit, when Christ died on the cross, your spirit has already got everything that it needs. It can't get any more healed, can't get any more strong, can't get any more faith. It already has it all. So the only person that doesn't have it all is your mind, will, and emotions, which in return ends up being your flesh. So you don't see it on the outside. So light is literally God. When a seed is planted in the ground, I just learned this from Nanny on Thursday. When a seed is planted in the ground, do you know the first thing that happens to a seed when it's planted in the ground? The shell has to fall off. The exterior of the shell has to fall off. How does that relate to Christianity? When you get saved, when a seed is planted in the ground and light, can you leave that picture up? And that light is administered onto that seed, that exterior shell falls off. When you get saved, the old man dies, behold, a new man is made new. So when you are saved... Your, your flesh has the, is literally gone. But here's what happens. But after you get saved, you have to continue the natural process for growth. So here we go. 
we're going to move on to, let me unlock my iPad, keeps locking on me. No, maybe I turned it off. So I'm going to be really honest with you, and I promise you I taught. Okay, am I back on? Praise the Lord for Hannah. Okay, so I promise you I preached this entire message to Pastor Tiffany because I was extremely concerned about it being too big for my britches because it is a tough message to teach because I am going to tell you something and I'm telling you that if you are in sin, you do not know God and that means that you are walking more in the world than you are of the spirit and that is why sin and your flesh and addiction and sickness and disease and marriages that are falling apart and people that are fighting, it is because you're more focused on your flesh than you are your spirit. It is not a God problem. It is a you problem. So here's the thing. My mom told me to do it anyway, so I'm going to obey her. With water and roots. This is going to be the largest portion of my message. And if you don't, if you can't write as fast as I speak, that's okay. I put them in the notes, so you got it. We draw water from our roots. So however willing you are to go depth with God will determine the growth of your mind, will, and emotions and its strength to tell your flesh no. Telling your flesh no and telling sin no is easy if you are more focused on your spirit than you are your flesh. But if you don't have a root system to pull on and if you don't have water to pull on, you will not grow and you will die. And you will be consumed with sin. You will be consumed with sickness and you will fall apart because the wages of sin is death. So there's a word that I'm going to use that for some odd reason in the 21st, are we in the 21st century? Yes. In the 21st century, we don't use it because it's scary. And parents are like, I don't do this. I communicate. It's called discipline. Communication is good. We need to communicate. But if you don't apply discipline then you wouldn't want to hang out with Cedar, I promise you. He needs a spanking every once in a while. There's a scripture in 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. I want to read this to you. Have nothing to do with irrelevant, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. So you have to train your mind, will, and emotions to focus on godliness. For while bodily training of some value has some value, godliness is of value in every way and it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. 
I'm going to share a very hard fact, and I am a workout person, but if you are more focused on your exterior flesh and how you look more than you are spending time with the Spirit of God, you need to have a rain check of working out at the gym for a while and focus on your spirit, man. So there's this book I'm holding in my hand. Hopefully online can see it. It's called Celebration of Discipline. Did you know that disciplines can be fun? A celebration of discipline. It's by Richard J. Foster. Now, this book has a lot of content. And I went back and forth whether or not I should teach it. Definitely not. It's like a five-week, ten-week, fifteen-week, year-life message. But I'm going to take a portion of it that I think that we all struggle with the most. There's three sections of disciplines. It's inward, outward, and corporate. But today I'm going to deal with the outward or the inward. Because I know that some of you in this room, you're dealing with some hard things. You got some sickness. You got some disease. You have broken marriages. You're fighting. Broken relationships. And if you don't deal with inside of you and the disciplines that you need to have a healthy relationship with the heavenly father, then you will not effortlessly say no to the flesh. You will work. I have four disciplines. The first one, meditation. Now, That's a word that a lot of yogi people use, but it actually is a godly term. But it doesn't mean exactly what you think. So meditation does mean growing quiet. But it also means this, when you study it in this guy's book, it says, let me say it, make sure I say it right. Hearing God's voice, wait for it, and obey. Obeying it. Some of you have been, and including me, I had this with Cedar. We are trying to do a one, two, three step to deal with the issues in life. And we're trying to follow someone else's advice. And I'm not saying seeking wisdom from others is wrong. But what I am saying is, is that you are a unique person. You were created uniquely. What works for my home will not work for your home. How my husband and I do marriage is not how you and your husband will do marriage. So when you try to follow someone else's advice to a T, it won't work. For you. So if you are not spending time growing quiet and meditating on the word or meditating and hearing God's voice, you will try to do something that is someone else's advice and you, it will not work. I had this one time, my, my little boy would not sleep in his crib and I got quiet one night. I was like, I need an answer. I need sleep. I am not a good person right now. And literally the, head, the Holy Spirit told me, get rid of the crib. Get rid of the bars of the crib. So I did it. And he sleeps sometimes. But here's the thing. 
But that might not work for you. But if you don't get quiet enough to hear his voice, you will not know the unique step for you to deal with your flesh. Two, prayer. This is having a continuous conversation with him. I think it's so funny when people's screen time is like three hours and 42 minutes, because that's mine. But you don't even check in with God for 20 minutes in the morning. I text Tommy, Tom, I probably call Tommy like 25 times a day. <laughs> it's true. But like how I want to have a continuous conversation with him. I want to check in. Hey, baby, do you need anything? Hey, do you need me to help you with that? Hey, by the way, Cedar's screaming. I'm done. Hey, I'm not cooking dinner tonight. Uh Uh-uh. Or doing the dishes. But the same way that I have a conversation with him, that is what he wants from you. Number three, fasting. Now, Pastor Stephen teaches a message every year at the beginning about fasting. But here's what I want to say to you. That if you are dealing with some tough things in your life right now, if you're facing some hard things, I think that we should live a fasted lifestyle. But this is a tip for you. That means that if you're dealing with hard things, That means that your flesh has so much more control. And that you need to have a drastic change. And you need to remove the distractions of the world so that you can effortlessly deal with that flesh. Because the more you become aware of him, the more he will give you leadings and guidings and instruction and peace to say no to this. Instead, we do stuff like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Like the other night, I couldn't. I was like thinking a lot. And I kept saying this confession over my head. And it wasn't working. And literally, I should have just tapped into the spirit and just said, Father God, I thank you for sweet sleep. Because you died on the cross so that I can have a good mind. But instead, we do these things in our own strength and not in his But if you're facing hard things, you need to remove distractions of the world. Get rid of them and just focus on him. Thank God, Rashid, I was ready for you. Study. I don't know how many of you guys are like researchers. Do I have researchers in the room? Like before you buy something, you like spend seven hours researching it. Like, is this the best one? I have like a strange obsession with backpacks. I like have nine and I have to have like the best one. And before me and Tommy ever go on a trip, it's always an excuse to get this like luxurious backpack, you know? But I find it so funny that we get sick we look it up rash under my armpit 
the first thing pops up, stress. Okay, maybe I need to go get a massage. You know, take some ashtawanda. Or like, we're going through a tough time. How to deal with a grumpy husband. Step one, avoid them. Tommy, you are never grumpy. But we go to other people and Google before we ever go to the Word. And we study diseases and tools and stress and we study how to deal with it. And we never check in with the Scripture. What does God say? Well, God says that when he died on the cross, your mind, will, and emotions were dealt with. When he died on that cross, sickness falls off of your body immediately because it has no right. When you were saved, when you got saved, your old man died. And if you have sin, and if you have sickness, and if you have struggles in your life, It is because you are too focused on your flesh. It is because you are consumed with the world and you are not focused on the spirit. Because you can effortlessly have good things because he is a good God. He is good. And if you don't have good, it is a you problem. It is not a God problem. So you have to study the word and apply it to your life so that you can have the answer for how to deal with things. You are uniquely created and you have a unique relationship with God. We are all in different seasons. Mima, which is Cedar's grandmother, she's in a totally different season. She has like 95 books stacked up to the top of my head and she gets to read and enjoy and work from home. That is not my life. I'm like, dear Lord, Cedar, sleep. 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes so I can pray, so I can pray. But he knows that. But if he knows that you are trying to focus on your spirit and not your flesh, he will move in your life and make a difference. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Here's the last part of photosynthesis. Chase, put my picture back up. Carbon dioxide and oxygen. So the funny thing is, is that carbon dioxide is toxic to us. But it's not toxic to the plants. And oxygen is what they need And that's what they need to get rid of. And we breathe it in. Here's the thing. You are held accountable. I'm sorry to say it. I know that we're afraid of discipline and accountability. But if there are people in your life who are struggling and who have addictions and who have brokenness, it is your fault and it is your responsibility to hold them accountable to the things of God. You are their answer. And if they are not recognizing that they are more focused on the flesh than they are the spirit, then you are just as toxic to them as they are to you. We are the answer. 
It is the natural process. When you get saved, God, he wants you to go into the ground. He wants your flesh to die. And he wants you to effortlessly build a relationship with him and apply these disciplines. And the flesh will go away and the spirit man will be strong and you will live a good life. We need each other. When we breathe life into each other and we strengthen one another, that is what he wants. And when a flower is healthy, you know it. You smell it. You see it. If you are a healthy person, the people around you will know it. They will see it and they will smell it and they will feel it. I'm going to share a very quick story and I promise you I'm closing. There's a sweet friend in here, Miss Paulette. Wave your hand. Online, you can't see her. Over here, see her? Super spiritual. Super focused on the spirit. If you need someone to stand beside you, she's the person you should find. But I'm not going to read it completely. But when she was 23 or 24, she had three small children. And her husband sent her to the store with a certain amount of dollars that they had left to either buy a gallon of milk. And then she thought to herself when she got to the store, or even though I only have enough money to buy a gallon of milk, I could buy a package of cigarettes because I'm out. So she had a choice to make. I only have a certain amount of dollars and I get to choose between cigarettes or a gallon of milk for my children. And in this moment, she went to the bathroom and said this. I said, God, this is all the money I have right now. And I need milk for my kids, but I know I will crave cigarettes. But I am going to buy milk for my kids, but I need you. I'm trusting you to help me get through this. I thanked him and walked away and spent the money on a gallon of milk. And I never craved or had withdrawals from cigarettes. Everybody say amen. But here's the funny thing. That worked for her. Because she took the time to stop focusing on her flesh and she focused on her spirit. And that was her one, two, three step to get rid of her cigarettes. You can have victories like that but they are individual and they are unique. And if you don't spend time with him, you will not have those types of victories because they are based upon you, not based upon someone else. My closing scripture, and then Hannah's gonna close me out. Jeremiah 17, five through 10. Everyone close your eyes. Before I read you this scripture, I want you to take a second to reflect back on the 30 seconds that we had and what you defined as a flesh problem. What is in your life currently that is more consumed with the flesh than it is of the spirit? That can effortlessly fall off. My husband, if you ever need a story, he has happened to him. Addicted to alcohol. Fell off within one day. But it, it was unique to him. My encouragement for you is to meditate. Hear the voice of God and obey it. 
pray. Have a continual conversation with him so that you can be led fast. If you have some hardcore things going on in your life, you need a drastic change. And I encourage you to get a fasting partner. Study. Stop studying the things of this word world and study the things of the word. It will bring life to you. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10. Thus says the Lord. With your eyes closed, let this scripture bring revelation to you. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength. Whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good to come. He shall dwell in parched places of the wilderness. Oh, but it gets good. Blessed, victory, revelation, freedom is the man who trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by the water, roots that send out roots by the stream and does not fear the heat to come. There are things that are going to come your way that will seem in the natural, not easy, but they are easy in the spirit. If for if its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought, it does not cease to bear fruit no matter what is in your life if you are a healthy person who is focused on the spirit you will bear fruit good things will come dear heavenly father god if there's someone in this room right now and they know that this message is what they needed to hear i ask that you send laborers into their path to teach them to be more aware of their spirit. Devil, we bind you on earth as you are bound in heaven. We remind you of your place. We focus more on the spirit so that you cannot be a distraction. With hands raised high, everyone raise one hand. I just want you to take one deep breath like this. And receive his strength. He's good and faithful. And if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm going to say a quick prayer and everyone can repeat it after me. Dear Heavenly Father God, I recognize that before you, I was a sinner. And now I take you as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you that I can be more focused on my spirit than my flesh. And I can have victory after victory and strength after strength. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Hey guys, we're just wrapping up week three here on Sozo. How about Mackenzie this morning? Didn't she preach a good word? Hey, I just want to encourage you with one awesome little thing. If you prayed that prayer with Mackenzie at the end there, and maybe you gave your life to Christ for the first time, or maybe you made a rededication to Christ, and you just want to get your life back on track with the things of God, I just want to say, as a church, we're so excited for you if you made either one of those decisions today. And if you did, I want to encourage you with this one simple step. Uh, Download our Coastal Family Church app. And once you download it, there is a I Have Decided tab that you can click on inside the app. And once you do that, it's just going to have you fill out some information. And once you do that and submit it, we'll get it. And it's just going to allow us to bless you with some free material, things like a Bible. The Bible is the foundation for our relationship and our walk with Christ. And it's so important that we read it daily. So we want to bless you with one of those so you can just begin to do that. So again, whether you're making a first-time commitment or a recommitment to Christ, just go ahead and download the Coastal Family Church app and then click on the I Have Decided tab. We're super excited for you and just want to come alongside you here. And then, guys, I just have two announcements I want to give you today before we close out today's online worship experience. The first is that tonight at 6 o'clock, we have Growth Track. So if you've been attending Coastal for quite some time now and maybe you want to get involved and uh, maybe be a volunteer or be a part of our dream team, this is the way to do that. It's also a way to get to better know Pastor Stephen and Pastor Tiffany and just our church as a whole and the things that we're doing here and the plans that we have. So I encourage you, whether that's you or maybe you know somebody that just wants to get more involved and be more a part of Coastal Family Church, Growth Track tonight, 6 o'clock at the church in our Ox Room. And then the last announcement, guys, is that on May 4th at 7 p.m., we're going to be having our small group leadership training. It's going to be directly after prayer, so it's always a good excuse to show up for prayer, hang out with us for that, and then directly after, again, in our Ox Room is where we will be hosting that training. And so if, if you're interested in leading a small group this semester, or maybe you've led one before and you're just interested in doing it again and you want a little bit of a, a refresh on what's going to happen, I just encourage you to join us. It's always good to get a recap to know what's expected, what you should plan to do, and how things are going to unfold during that next semester. So come join us for our small group leadership training May 4th at 7 directly after prayer again in the Ox Room. Well guys that's all we've got for you today. Thank you so much for joining us online for this worship experience and we will see you back next week.